0: Happy New Year to everybody and welcome to episode 26 of the Bomber Brothers Podcast. Sean and Ryan with you to ring in the new year and ring it in with the major offseason splash that we were all waiting for in terms of the infield as the Yankees signed Troy Tulewiski to the league minimum and um, Sean it feels a lot like the, um, actually maybe even less, but it feels a lot like the Jay Happ signing where your reaction is just kind of meh. Whatever it's, I mean, Tulewitzki has not been above league average since 2015 when he was traded to the Blue Jays, and a bunch of injuries later, here he is trying to uh, rebrand himself at age 34. And hopefully, the Yankees catch some lightning in a bottle there because you know the potential and the resumes there. But again, this isn't the infield addition that Yankee most Yankee fans were hoping to hear about.
1: Well, if you want to know how good Tulo is, you just have to quote the immortal Jake Taylor, when they ask him, how good is he? And he says, I make the league minimum. (laughs) Um, So yeah, not very happy about, I never have liked Tulowitzki, even though he's been a big Yankee fan. I was happy when they went a different way um, when he got traded the first time. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm not a big Tulowitzki fan. I don't have a lot of faith in him being able to produce. He's always hurt um, and, and whatnot. I think it's not a bad Kind of backup infielder signing if he can be a backup infielder, but I'd rather have Neil Walker, honestly, at this point than Troy Tulowitzki because I mean, they're paying Tulowitzki $20 million or whatever to not play for them. So that's pretty bad. He's played, what, 66 games in the last two years, hasn't produced. His defense has looked bad. I understand he looked good in the workout, but, I mean, you think about it. First time you're playing in forever, you, you're not banged up. You not. You don't have the, the strains, the bruises, and everything like that. Of course you're going to be fresh. It's not like he had a workout after playing for you know 12 out of 14 days or something like that. So uh, I, I'm skeptical. I know that this does not hinder them from getting Machado. If it is some sort of hedge, then that scares me. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not a huge huge fan of this move. I, it, it is intriguing, but at the same time, it, it's I I mean you're like oh okay like it's like when they got Kevin Ukalis. It's like okay he has a good resume, but he's always hurt. He'll probably get hurt again, and he's past his prime. So there's just too much working against him.
0: Yeah, he, he did play in 130 games in 2016, and his OPS plus was 102, so he was right around league average. And Fangraph's project- projections have him at about the same this year. But like you said, I mean, a workout's one thing. A, a grueling 162-game schedule is, is quite another. And I think you're right. I mean, if if the Yankees wanted to go with a low-risk guy, Neil Walker – showed last year that he can play and that he's has the infield versatility is uh... his swing from the left side is well suited for yankee stadium and after a really slow start which is kind of understandable given how late of a signing he was he you know proved to be be a good player and i just think this goes again back to this new uh... mantra for the yankees which is to just keep all the revenue and spend as little money as possible you have two guys In Tulowitzki and Walker. One is much more of a a current proven commodity than Tulowitzki. The only problem is Walker is probably going to command three or four million, and Tulowitzki can be had at the league minimum. So if that move was done to save some money to throw at Machado, then that's great. Then I'm totally on board. But I I think at this point, I'm kind of. uh, My expectations in terms of the Yankees landing a Machado or Harper are pretty much in the basement right now and i'm fully geared up for Tulowitzki to be the opening day shortstop and you know maybe britain back in the bullpen and that's about it
1: yeah i mean you know you brought up the revenue and the payroll and you're looking right now i'm looking at the chart i know uh i've seen this before but i know joe's mcfly retweeted it but from 2016 to the current, the Yankees revenue has gone from $526 million to $619 million, where their payroll has gone from 244 to $191 million. So one is going up in, in revenue and the other is going down in payroll. So that really does not, that shows that the Steinbrenners are not reinvesting the money they're making in the team. Rather, they're just pocketing more of it and um, winning is not a priority for the Yankees right now. And, One of the things that – I didn't need to see this chart today because, I mean, you heard the preferred destination for Machado and and Harper is New York, uh, uh, but they'd have to take less to come here. And even – I think it was – it was on the Michael K. show, but I think he was quoting a George Nightingale piece where it was said that friends – Um, of of Machado said the dream scenario would be that the Yankees make a competitive offer and he could just choose to go play with them because that's where he wants to be. But again, they refer to that as the dream scenario. So obviously the Yankees offer is not competitive because otherwise the dream scenario would be true and he would have signed already. So I think the longer this drags into January, the worse it is for the Yankees because Machado wanted to make a decision in early January. It was reported like right after New Year's. And I think he probably said that to try to get the Yankees to come up to, you know, to make a competitive offer to try to get them to kind of move their feet. And the longer he waits, it's kind of him waiting on the Yankees to come up in my mind. And eventually he's going to say, I just I have to sign and and follow the money. And I mean, who can blame the guy for taking it like that's people were like, oh, I wish Machado would just sign already. What's his problem? Well, I mean, he's waiting out for millions of dollars and to spend probably the next eight to ten years of his career so it's a big decision take as much time as you want but the yankees should be all over this this is set up perfectly for them
0: yeah and our friends my friends over at uh the pinstripe valley slack channel we were looking into that graph that uh was commented on uh joe's mcfly's page and that is accurate i don't even th- and to, i think we found that it doesn't even account for inflation so it's probably even more severe than it looks just by looking at that graph, and it, it's definitely enough to make you frustrated. And and uh, back, you know, back to Machado. There was a quick report on FoxSports.com today, and for some weird reason, it was quickly deleted. But someone, they had a baseball insider from Los Angeles on as a guest on the radio, and they said that Machado is now switched over to favoring the White Sox. And I mean that. It's the least surprising news, if that were to be true, that I think I've heard all week, because you have you have Harper uh, Machado, who initially favored the Yankees, and there are reports that neither Harper nor Machado thought much of going to, to Philly, so that left the Yankees and the White Sox as the two competitors, and the Yankees are probably coming in with a borderline insulting contract offer that Machado, you know, won't take because baseball careers are. Very short, and you need to make as much money as you can. And if you look at the recent trend of free agent signings in recent years, you can argue there's ownership collusion and, you know, paying players low amounts of money, and selling the fact that uh, more young, team-controlled players is the way to go. So Machado and the rest of the free agent market this year are probably trying to get the absolute most they can, and that. I wouldn't be surprised if that does come from Chicago and the Yankees don't budge on whatever their offer is. I'm sure it's nothing more than seven years and however many million.
1: Yeah. It's, it's becoming a problem around, around baseball. And, um, I know they had some, I forget who it was on MLB network saying that, um, has brainwashed Yankee fans while they spend far less revenue than, than they make. And, uh, that's true. I mean, the fans around baseball have kind of accepted this, and um, I know we're going to get to it later. But, I mean, look at the contract that David Robertson signed. I mean, that's extremely reasonable money, um, especially for somebody who's had a, as consistent of a career as he has. And his year was not great, but not bad at all. I mean, he's still a very good reliever and a very consistent reliever. He's all, I mean, he's the same age as Ottavino, 33 years old, but he's been doing it for a lot longer. And to only get two years guaranteed and $23 three million—that that's surprising to me. Um, the Yankees should have been all over that. I know we'll get into that more later. But the, the state of um, free agency in baseball is, is scary. Six years of team control is, is quite a bit. And then you throw in the fact that these owners think it's, it, it's in vogue not to spend and not to, to do everything you can to win. Um we're headed for a, a labor stoppage i think that much is clear that then the next cba is not going to roll over as smoothly and that's 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 too bad because it's been a long time um you know you were five years old the last time they stopped playing baseball so that's, yeah and the yankees were in
0: first place
1: and i think true. jimmy
0: key started the all-star game
1: <laughs> uh, hopefully the key calls were going jimmy's way that all-star game
0: yeah, well, not much else is going the way of free agents right now. And a labor stoppage probably is imminent. And I'm sure the Players Association, I mean, this is venturing into more baseball as a whole than just the Yankees, but I'm sure uh, Tony Clark is probably going to be on the hot seat somewhat in terms of, you know,
1: He's done a ten, terrible job. Yeah,
0: advocating for his players. And among those is, is Harper and Machado. And so it's, you know, I. I <laughs> I've gotten – I don't know about you. I've gotten to the point where I just want it to be over and announced. I'm totally prepared for it not to be the Yankees who uh, gets either one of them, but I just want it to be done so we can stop kind of fantasizing the idea that maybe something will be different because it won't be. The the Yankees have completely capitalized on the baby bombers craze and have gotten so much of the fan base to sell into – you know, the young homegrown core that doesn't cost any money, not realizing the fact that, you know, the young homegrown core needs some help. Look at the Red Sox. They have their young core of of bets and Bradley and, and Bogarts. And what do they do? They go out and they make a big trade for Chris Sale. They sign JD Martinez and they do what they have to do. Who I I am I can say with a hundred percent certainty that nobody in the Red Sox front office, fan base, roster, nobody gives a damn about the luxury tax they had to pay, which turns out to be microscopic in the end anyway, especially after all the postseason revenue that they pulled in. So it's just, you know, it's it's, it's a little bit of an insult, honestly, especially after how much this free agent class was was hyped up heading into it, and um, you know I aside from the chapman signing this is one of the most frustrated i can remember being at the yankees as an organization since we've become we were, became fans in 96
1: yeah this has been a really rough offseason so far and um the the thing the thing is too and i like i think the the fans have underrated the paxton move i think that's a great move yeah that's fair right but the same, that's not just okay you made a great move so now you can just stop like the point is you have this arsenal of money use it there, every team in baseball could go out and sign every team in baseball makes enough money to go sign Harper and Machado if they really wanted to the yankees have more than enough money to sign them and then just bolster up the bullpen and do a couple other things too and they'd still be sleeping on piles of cash so the fact that they don't do this is just so frustrating and it's 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 really it's it's disenchanting and it's just it's making me realize that even though maybe George Steinbrenner was not the greatest guy and he was bombastic, that's and all an this understatement.
0: Stuff,
1: yeah, um, but still, at least he had a commitment to winning. And I'd rather have somebody that is too gung ho about winning, where they they do things that kind of cost themselves, like you know, sell off the whole farm system and trades and stuff, like they did in the eighties and decimate the team, where he has to go away for a little while. But at least he was trying. I mean, yeah, he still won more games in the 80s than any other team. Um, but, but this kind of like penny pinching and, and trying, to, trying to sell it off is like a great idea for you. Like, oh, here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take more money from you every year and put a worse product on the field, or, or not or not put the best product I possibly can on the field. But don't worry about it, because I'm being financially responsible, even though I'm still raising your ticket prices. That, that's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's it's been frustrating. And, and look, I'm sure we can both say that we'd be more than happy to come on next week and talk about how wrong and how stupid we sounded if the news next week is that the Yankees did sign Manny Machado. I'm just... I'm just here saying that I am fully expecting that not to happen. I've come to terms with it. It's not making me any less aggravated about it just because this is such a pivotal point for the organization in terms of setting themselves up for a window of success for years to come. They have the foundation. It just seems like they're just willing to rest on that and just not wanting to take the next step to – you know, put themselves ahead of a team like the Red Sox instead of just making that one trade in the beginning of the offseason, saying that you feel like you can compete with the Red Sox and then pretty much doing nothing else. If you look at the Yankees' roster, okay, they they added Troy Tulowitzki, who is a huge question mark. They brought back Hap. They lost Robertson now, which, we'll, like you said, we'll get to in a minute. They lost McCutcheon, who was a big part of uh, the top of the order down the stretch. And they brought in Paxton. So really... Have they gotten much better?
1: They've also lost Didi for half a season. Yep. And, um, yeah, Gardner and, and Sabathia are another year older, who they brought back. So, not looking good. They've signed one major league player to the league minimum. That's it. And they re-signed two of their other players. It's insane.
0: Next thing you know, they'll be hiring Lou
1: Brown. Out of the tire shop. Um, yeah, so... I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm pissed off. and frustrated. But I'm, I know every Yankee fan is right now. No, so yeah. that's, that's that's
0: what makes me more pissed off is that some of them aren't. Yeah. Some of them are like, "Good, don't sign him." Too much money, and I just, you know, unless unless the people commenting on so many of these posts are Hal's financial advisors, why the hell do you care how expensive he is? It makes gonna- it, it blows my mind. It makes no sense to me. There were people. Commenting on our pinstripe alley post about the Robertson signing, who were like, "Good, that's that's too much. Like, let him go. Like, who the hell cares how much money the Yankees are spending? That's if it, that the contract that Robertson got. You know, okay, maybe part of the reason they didn't bring him back was that players only meeting, and they were a little turned off by him. Who knows? But if it was just because of finances, what do you care if it was? if it was 11 million a year that's that's nothing to the yankees that's us dropping a dollar bill out of our pocket when we're walking out of the store
1: i mean i still go back and pick that up but i mean i wouldn't be so pissed <laughs> um yeah I, I i if they don't sign machado or harper i think i'm gonna go to opening day with a, a banner that says the you know 20 2018 <laughs> luxury tax yeah. champions hang that up on the flag one of the flagpoles or something. Because that you know, that that seems to be what they care about. Uh, which is insane. But we've we've skirted around it for a little bit, talked about Tulo and, and Machado situation. So news of the day was D. Rob signing with the Phillies on um, the contract that he worked out, which was not a great contract. I think he could have done a lot better. Um, which makes me even more mad that he's not with the Yankees. So one. All right. So, like, let's just, just talk about how it affects the Yankees first. Um, that's one arm they can't get now. I'm hearing they're focusing. I'm hearing. I'm reading on Twitter <laughs> that they're focusing on. Uh, on. I have no sources. Hashtag
0: fans with sources, as freaking yeah. cold takes usually says.
1: Yeah. Well, I've seen. Um, I've seen from Al in Queens or whoever or. Oh, White that, Plains, Allen White, Allen White Plains, Plains yeah. eight years, two forty. It's going to be announced tomorrow that Machado's a Yankee, <laughs> and somebody on Twitter posted, "I heard a rumor from a source that it's going to be eight two forty. So you know he was just listening to Francesca, yeah. um, <laughs> and and said that. But um, that the Yankees are focusing on Britain, which okay, if they go out and get Britain, that's great. Um, if they don't, they're screwed because Ottavino at his best is David Robertson. Um, he's the same age as David Robertson. I mean, I, I would be interested Why to just see David Robertson. <laughs>
0: I, I would be interested to see how um, that break on his slider changes, maybe away from Colorado. If that maybe a little extra bite helps him become even more effective, but I, I agree. I, he's
1: and they're thirty-three year old, and yeah, you know, and they've also hasn't been, go ahead. I was just going to say he hasn't been great for an extended stretch. Like Robertson's been such a consistent established reliever he can pitch in new york and i mean like i i really like the robbie's one of my favorite favorite pieces they've had in the bullpen over the last you know you know last 15 years i would say and and i'm gonna miss him but so that that plays into the way i feel about it but um you know he's one of those guys you go into the season you know what you're gonna get he's gonna give up a couple homers on on Balls that don't quite break enough, but he's going to get you a lot of big outs and pitch out of a lot of jams and and, and get you through some crucial innings. And now they lost that, um, and I'm not sure where they're going to find it again if they don't get Britain.
0: And, you know, 2018, another season, yet another season that Robertson pitched uh, to a FIP under three. And the Yankees arguably just lost their most versatile reliever. You saw how valuable he could be in the postseason in the wild card game in 2017. Everyone was reminded of how great he is coming into uh, high ten situations in Game Five of the ALDS that same year. And again, he's proven he can thrive in New York. He's proven he can come in um, when it's not a clean inning. He can pitch in this the as you saw the second inning or the seventh, eighth, or ninth. And, um, yeah, that's, that's an important piece that the Yankees just lost. And, you know, now the focus will undoubtedly turn to Britain, as John Heyman said. That's the Yankees' focus right now, which makes you even more worried about the Machado sweepstakes. It just sounds like they're, like, willing to let him go and let's turn all our attention to the bullpen now, which is – that's – you know, we, we talk about the financial trends for the Yankees. I don't know how you feel about this, but I have become a little agitated at how much – focus the Yankees put on the relief pitching market in recent years. I know it's I know the bullpen is such an important piece now, but I, relief pitching is one of the easiest positions you can fill from within. All, all it takes is a hard-throwing young arm who can eat up an inning or two and the Yankees have focused a lot of their signings recently and money on guys like Andrew Miller and Chapman and now who knows how much money they're going to spend here and I just feel like those were You know, in recent years, that's money you could have spent on more valuable position players or or a Max Scherzer or Justin Verlander.
1: I actually well, I mean, I disagree with your your take on on that. You can just find good relievers in your system. Well, Look at the Yankees the last three years. Well, but they've been able to just pick out the best ones, right? The the cream of the crop. (laughs) From their system and not have to overload it because they've signed, you know, all these guys. They've gone out and traded for um, who was it? They had the, the, the Justin Wilson, I think, and then they sent them to Detroit or, or Pittsburgh. They got them from Detroit and then sent them to Pittsburgh or something like that. Um, and they went out and got a Kane Leanna Robertson and signed, um, you know, signed Chapman. But I mean, having lived and had to live next to two Mets fans that could not hear. Um, me screaming at them if I was in front of their face and our grandparents and listening to them watch the Mets on TV with the volume at 50, which is as high as it goes, and (laughs) and just hearing their bullpen every night implode. like It's not that easy. Um, I'm sure you remember the post-Nelson and Stanton days where the bridge to Mariano was so That that
0: bridge was destroyed by Joe Torre pitching guys like um – what the, oh my god I don't know Tanyan Sturts and Scott Tanyan Proctor starts, and just yeah. running them completely into the ground <laughs> I'm just saying you know the last few years you've had you've had pitchers seemingly come out of nowhere and become really good relievers Chad Green Jonathan Holder I would not be surprised if Jonathan Lewisigo becomes something like that this year and of course go you know go get a bullpen piece they're they're valuable especially in the playoffs but if, if that's where all their focus is and it's not on you know, let's go get this generational talent that has been proven to be able to tear up the American League East. Then I just I find that kind of foolish.
1: Uh, I, I mean, I think the the Yankee I like the Yankees' identity of power bats and power arms, and I think they should continue to go down that path. But you have to get both. You can't just get Britain and then call it a day and be like, oh well, we got Tulowitzki. That that's not good enough. Um, it's the 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 way that they're lined up right now to, to start this the season they're going to have Brett Gardner as their everyday left fielder that is not a spot in the lineup that excites me and Tulowitzki as a shortstop that's not a spot in the lineup that excites me and first base is a question mark they they still have work to do a on lot, top of, a lot on top of the, and on top of the bullpen yeah, and cool. you're one injury in your starting rotation away from having a serious problem. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I feel like the Yankees are actually you're not because we. I'm sorry, we still have Sonny fucking Gray on the roster.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what's uh, that's another intriguing part of the offseason is just how adamant Cashman was about Sonny Gray being moved, and yet you know here he still is, and talks about Sonny Gray have actually kind of quieted down, and it seems like the Yankees were maybe asking too much for him, and. You know, I, for the life of me, am baffled thinking about the fact that after he was uh, pretty much uh, publicly bashed for not being able to handle New York and being on the trading block, and then trying to ask for a lot of, you know, maybe major league talent included in a trade, I'm, I'm amazed that it hasn't worked out so far.
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm just want well, to get rid of him already, but it'll probably be starting opening day, knowing our luck. <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, those are the two. As those are obviously the two big news pieces of of the day is Tulewitzki and Robertson, and you know, I I didn't really realize it until now, and we just started laying out the depth chart. But how many question marks there really are? I mean, replacing replacing McCutcheon's production with a year, another year older Brett Gardner is concerning. Uh huh first base and expecting luke voigt to repeat what he did in the second half of last season is is concerning
1: so i'm sorry to stop you but the only thing that gives me a little bit of um, a, a little bit of relief our first base is you have two guys that you know have potential over there so you figure maybe one of them the two will work out um, so you sorry. hope so yeah well, I, I mean I'm, <laughs> I'm hopeful of that but i'm not hopeful that until dd comes back that Troy Tulewitzki is going to fill in there and and there is no other option unless you go with Tyler Wade and I'm sorry but if you have a lineup with Brett Gardner and Tyler Wade in it mm, it's not really that good yeah
0: and then think about day games after night games when you throw Romine into that lineup oh
1: Romine (laughs) there was an overrated underrated column that like Brendan Cuddy did yeah I Um, saw that this morning Romine was underrated I was shocked by that the romance so overrated. Just Seems back. like a nice guy. Yeah, he's a he's a real man. He takes his masks off before he fights people. i like <laughs> Varatek. I still. Oh, I wonder what Varitek's wife was tweeting about when she said that the re, the rivalry just yeah. got a lot more interesting because I, I thought it was D Rob for sure. And then he went to the Phillies.
0: Yeah. Well, so. first I'll. Uh, I you know the Robertson news had me a little upset, but also a semi sigh of relief because I don't think I'd be able, able to, to stomach Boston. him in Boston. But that's exactly what I thought the tweet was about, too. I mean, that was the only thing I could think of. I mean, there was no way it had anything to do with Machado coming to the Yankees, and we all know the history between him and the Red Sox, because why would Jason Veritek's wife have sources in either Machado's camp or the Yankees organization? It had to be Red Sox related. So I I still have no idea.
1: I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, speaking of social media and stuff, how pumped up did you get? on new year's eve when manny machado followed the yes <laughs> network instagram account and what did you think of that whole ordeal the best joke i saw was that he unfollowed it because he got tired of the core commercials um
0: <laughs> i didn't even see that one that's good though
1: yeah um, that that was an exciting exciting moment
0: yeah it was and then i think he unfollowed it before the ball dropped yeah um, that's, that's so true. my best bet would be he was you know Uh, maybe had a little something to drink on new year's eve and was like oh let me mess with a million people real quick and uh knew that it would catch fire um i don't know i don't know what other motives could have been behind it maybe he just innocently followed it and then saw saw the brushback or like the the, um response it was getting and and then recoiled and unfollowed it or maybe you know he maybe he decided then and there I I want to go to the Yankees and then after a little bit thinking about how much money he would lose because the Yankees probably offered much less money he was like oh maybe let me take that back but who knows only Manny Machado knows I'm sure or I hope more will be revealed in the days to come I'm just hoping this I'm just hoping we stop recording and and, and we find out cuz this is a, cause enough's enough I'm sick of just obsessing over how how cheap the Yankees are and how this is not resolved yet i just i i personally feel like there's no excuse and that manny machado should be a a yankee already
1: yeah i mean um dan clark is still he's still comfortable (laughs) about it he's not as worried as we are he's telling us to relax but uh, yeah he
0: also said nick marcakis was re-signing with the orioles and then he almost immediately went to atlanta
1: yeah um now, now he'll be going to the Mets as a consolation prize yeah. for whatever it is that they don't get. Um, yeah, I, I mean, geez. The funny thing is, if the Yankees lost out on Harper to the Dodgers and the Cubs, you'd be like, all right, those are serious players. You can't lose Machado to the White Sox. Who the, who the hell wants to go play in U.S. cellular field anyway? And uh, wear I mean, those
0: gaudy throwback uniforms that Chris Sale hated so much. Oh, freaking Chris <laughs> Sale! Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't. Um, I mean, you know, the White Sox have a promising farm system. I mean, Moncada hasn't really shown much so far, but they do have young pieces. So maybe that part intrigues yeah. Machado. But uh, you think of it this way: from from multiple standpoints, you can't see why the White Sox would seem like the most attractive place. But then you have to remember they probably offered the most money, which is one of the most important aspects for someone who's trying to set himself and his family up for the rest of their lives
1: that's that's fair i don't know i'm just immature and there's some places i see and i'm like i would never i would never play there even if they were like i would never (laughs) play for the rays or the or the blue jays i just don't like looking at those stadiums i wouldn't want to have to be there all the time and and the same oakland too chicago the white Sox are another one oakland trying to get those the stadiums i hate I don't know.
0: We say we hate those stadiums, yet if the Somerset Patriots called and said they wanted to offer us a contract, we would probably give up our career. That's li- a nice ballpark.
1: <laughs> I can almost see it from my house. It's a nice ballpark. <laughs> I, well, I was over there the other day, I, was, I had to go to PetSmart, and that's uh, right right by there. The, uh, anyway. The f- former well, home of Shane Spencer. Oh, I didn't know Shane Spencer played there. He was a coach there. Ah, nice. I know Sparky Lyle was there. We we met him yeah, in the dugout. Yeah, long time manager. We've been on that field. Yep. Anyway, good times. Um, I guess that's really it going on in Yankee Land right now. It's uh, we're we're in the home stretch. We got to get through the NFL playoffs, and then it's officially baseball season again. Yep. And uh, and that, that's kind of where we are in life. And hopefully, some of these signings happen, but. I I don't know. You you said a couple of times you just want it to be over, but I feel like I was talking about this with my wife the other day. Like there's things that happen and you're like set up for like such disappointment and you just want to get it over with. And then it happens and you're like, damn, I wish I didn't wish that because then I bet (laughs) like I I, sometimes like, it'll be like bases loaded, nobody out. And I'll be like, Oh, it'll be like one o'clock in the morning in the 15th inning. And the other team will be like in the bottom of the 15th. And you'd be watching a game in like Seattle and you're just like, Oh, I just want this game to end. Just, And then it ends and you're like, shit, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah, I kind of feel I'm (laughs) still hopeful. I'm still – I I hope that the Yankees surprise us and and write that big check. But, um, yeah, it it is frustrating waiting, that's for sure. As Tom Petty said, the waiting is the hardest part.
0: Indeed, he was right. All right, well, speaking of waiting, what are are you looking forward to that uh, is coming up in this next week before we record again?
1: um i'm actually um very intrigued by the nfl playoff matchups there's a lot of good ones the one i'm probably most excited about i really and i know you probably get upset with me for saying this i really like Deshaun watson he was on my fantasy team last oh, year i so. love the watson well yeah i give no damn little trouble um so but, is everybody uh, yeah that's true <laughs> anybody in big game uh and i really like andrew luck too to so to get to watch them play at four thirty on uh on saturday i'm pretty excited for that and then all the nfl games are good so i'm going to try to do all the stuff i have to do around the house early saturday and then maybe just kind of relax and and watch some football this weekend i'm looking looking forward to that and uh yeah that that's pretty much it that's that's all i have in my life to look forward to what about you uh
0: yeah i'm also looking forward to the nfl playoffs um it pains me to say it but Jalen Smith, one of my favorite Notre Dame players of all time, rep into Cowboys. So I just want to see him do good. I, I, I don't think I can stomach rooting for a team, rooting for the Cowboys. But,
1: well, you know this, what? They're playing the Seahawks and Pete Carroll, and I hate Pete Carroll. That's so true. it'll actually be easy for me to. That
0: is good to get behind. Yeah. So I'm pulling for Jalen Smith over there. The NFL, I don't, I don't really have much of an allegiance in the NFL anymore. I just kind of root for Notre Dame alumni and, and just enjoy objectively watching the games and
1: the Dolphins don't inspire you to uh to go all in on them
0: no and and I I think uh we're hoping to have John Jastrzemski as our next guest next week now that the holidays are over and we can start annoying people again Um, yes
1: I I didn't send out any emails this week because this is the uh I'm just circling back week
0: yeah (laughs) everybody
1: gets back to work and, and, and circles back on email so I figure we'll wait a little bit
0: yeah, but he, he's a Dolphins fan. I'm sure we can talk to him about how after the whole Miami miracle, I think we can all agree that the least surprising turn of events was them getting smoked the next three games and then firing their head coach. That was, I think, the most Dolphins thing you could have
1: expected. Yeah, um, that's they give you a little bit of hope and then they just take it away. So, that's, well, Before we start typical. talking about
0: that, it's so funny. We talk about a franchise like that and then we spend a half hour ranting about the Yankees who have spoiled us to no end through the first 10 years of our fandom. And even now, but they set they set
1: a bar and now they're not living up to the bar. Yeah, no,
0: I agree. It's time to, it's time to break out the check and spend some of that Christmas money.
1: Uh, (laughs) If they, if they have a grandma Smitty, then they should be getting both of the, uh, both of the big free agents. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, well, you can't steal mine with the NFL playoffs. Uh, you know, take, take something else.
0: Uh, all right. Well, um, I don't want to specifically announce it because I'm not supposed to because I haven't started, but I started a new job on Monday that I'm really excited about. Um, but, yeah, it's it's in the sports reporting industry, so I'm super excited about that, and I can't wait to get started there. And, um, that, uh, yeah, that was obviously my, my number one pick.
1: Yeah, that's what I was getting at. You can't announce it, though. I mean, geez, I, I thought you were going to work for some small-time paper, but I'm I waiting am, to see. I am, I am. <laughs> uh, the way that you're talking, I'm waiting to see uh, – a tweet come out on Monday morning, why I'm joining the athletic.
0: (laughs) That would be pretty awesome. But no, sports reporter at, at the new Britain Herald. That's, I don't, I don't know how, what the process is. Most people don't announce it till the day of, but no one listens to this anyway. So I'm sure it'll be kept under wraps. And, Uh, um, yeah, I'll be looking forward to that. And hopefully, uh, our weekends will be made a little sweeter with some Yankee news that they actually decide to spend some of that ridiculous amount of money that they have. And we'll
1: see, but, um, Next. Well, you've signed with Britain now hopefully the Yankees signed Britain yeah that was, that was a reach sorry Now it's I kind of wish I was
0: now I kind of wish I was getting a job at the Machado Times. There you go. But all right well we'll see you next week for episode 27 which is obviously a popular number in Yankees universe hopefully that brings some good fortune.
1: Yeah we'll see hopefully we got a lot of good stuff to talk about and uh, we'll see we'll be on our way.
0: All right talk to you next week.